Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Hope everyone's staying warm on the Tuesday after Christmas. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. I'm your host, Wes Chang. So much to talk about as we turn the page on 2022. The early signing period for college football has come and gone. There were some highs and some lows, so let's start with the lows. We know that Lenore Sellers, Syracuse's four-star quarterback and crown jewel of the 2023 class, Flipped his commitment to South Carolina on Friday. That is a huge blow to the Orange. Offensive coordinator Jason Beck recruited Sellers for years, and Sellers followed Beck from Virginia to Syracuse. But in comes South Carolina. They offered him in late October. They sent the house at him, and Sellers decided to stay home. He's from South Florence. That's squarely in South Carolina's backyard. He made what he feels is the best decision for him. We wish him luck. That doesn't make it stink any less for the Syracuse football team. So that's the bad news. We'll have the Juice Online editor-in-chief Brad Bierman on later to break down the seller's flip. So the good news, Syracuse signed 20 new players during the early signing period. They added some last-minute recruits themselves. They flipped offensive lineman Travion Mack from Northern Illinois. Linebacker Josiah Jeffrey committed on the morning of the signing period. They also added two, count them, two transfers from the SEC. Alabama defensive lineman Braylon Ingram is headed to Syracuse. And Missouri punter Jack Stonehouse is too. With that in mind, we welcome the newest punter at Syracuse, Jack Stonehouse, to the program. Jack, first off, congratulations on signing with Syracuse. How are you today? I appreciate it, and I thank you for having me on. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm uh, I'm actually going out to practice right now. I'm going to go punt, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to get out there. Yeah, and Jack, we'll get you started on this one. You officially signed with Syracuse on Wednesday. How does it feel to be orange? It's awesome. My uh, my high school colors are blue and orange, so that's an easy switch for my family. All they have to do is put on my high school uniforms and stuff. But um, it's awesome. Yeah, they my family's very happy. I'm very happy. Um, yeah, it's just, it feels good. Jack, you had no shortage of interest after you entered the portal in December out of Missouri. What made you pick Syracuse? I actually I went to um, on an official visit here last weekend, and um, and actually it was my first like official visit because in high school I it was all COVID so I couldn't go on visits I would drive to schools but I wouldn't be able to like really experience it and I think that well one just being able Syracuse being the first school to say hey Jack we want you to come out uh be a part of this visit that one right there showed me that they they uh they were interested in all that interested enough to bring me out and um I just think that like as a whole uh um, 
as a punning as a punning in a punning aspect, I think Syracuse is the best place for me. We're in a dome. Coach Lig and Coach Rodriguez um, recruited me in high school, so I knew about them before, and um, I just think that it's it's going to be awesome. It's perfect. So yeah, that's a great segue into my next question. How much of a factor is it for a punter punting inside a dome as opposed to outside or in bad weather? For sure, yeah. I think I think in Missouri you get a little bit of a a feel for the weather. We got a little bit of wind, a little bit of cold in there. Um, I don't think that um, um, it's a bad thing. I don't think that I can't do it. But I mean, punting in a dome for half the games is, especially for a punter, is is just amazing like that's just like a punter's dream there's no no weather conditions so um that was definitely a a a part in why i chose syracuse but um not the biggest but definitely a part um i think that punting in a dome is going to be extremely cool so you touched on this before bob ligashevsky is a syracuse special teams coordinator how important was he in making your college decision yeah so he was he was one of the first coaches to um reach out to me and right away, he actually, he also recruited my cousin in uh, high school. And right away, when I saw his name, I knew that I wanted to talk to him because I know he's really experienced, really really uh, um, in touch with the special teams. I know uh, that he's been a special teams coordinator for a long time. So um, that just having someone that knows what they're doing and is passionate about it, which I saw at the official visit, he's very very um, energetic and very. Um, hyped about being on special teams so I think that um, was definitely a big part on why I chose uh, Syracuse. And Jack I apologize because I know you've been asked this question a lot but for Syracuse fans just getting to meet you you come from a punting family your cousin is punting in the NFL your dad and your two uncles punted at the college level so what's it like for you and does that follow you to Syracuse? For sure I think the biggest thing for me um, is well one I just I have an immediate coach no matter what time even if my uh dad doesn't answer me then i have four more other numbers to call so i think (laughs) that um it's definitely a a really cool thing to have just being a part of the family always having a coach and i also think that um uh that just being able to go out with my dad and punt and he knows what he's doing and that can help me i think um being at syracuse i think um it's going to be harder for them to get out to games, but I mean, it's a phone call away. We just have to watch film and stuff. So I think it'll be good. Jack, we'll get you out of here on this one. What are you looking most forward to at Syracuse? I'm looking forward to be, I want to be, um, I want to make the special teams recognizable. I want people to, um, I want people to cheer for the special teams. I think that here, um, when I come in there, I want to be friends with all the football players there and uh, I want to make something happen. Jack, thanks so much for coming on the program again. Syracuse punter Jack Stonehouse. Jack, thanks so much for the time. Good luck at Syracuse. We're looking forward to seeing you in the fall. Appreciate it. Thank you. Jack Stonehouse, boys and girls. Great to have him on the podcast. He's got three years of eligibility left at Syracuse. 42.4 yards per punt as a redshirt freshman. He won the starting punting job midway through the season. And the Stonehouses are a punting royalty. Jack mentioned his cousin. That's Ryan Stonehouse. Starting punter for the NFL's Tennessee Titans, his father, John, punted for USC. His uncles, Paul and Jeff, punted for Stanford and Washington State. I'd say that's a pretty good lineage. All the best to him in his Syracuse career. We'll take a quick break. I'll be joined by the Juice Online editor-in-chief, Brad Bierman, after I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. 
Here's the my bookie read. You know sports. You pick winners all the time. Incidentally, that's why you're listening to the Juice on the Cubes podcast, right? So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs. Anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL, the NBA, the NCAA. This is Syracuse podcast, so you can bet on the pinstripe bowl where Syracuse is a a 9.5-point underdog. you got to take Syracuse with an extra touchdown and a half there, I think. So you can sign up today. Use promo code THEJUICEONLINE. That's all one word, THEJUICEONLINE. They'll match you and your first deposit up to $1,000. That's pretty good. $1,000. I like $1,000. So claim your deposit bonus today. Give yourself the competitive edge. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So earlier in the show, I was talking about Syracuse losing Lenora Sellers. Let's break down that loss. Let's break down the entire recruiting class they're bringing. We welcome back on the show the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, let's recap the Syracuse early signing period. Syracuse lost their top 2023 recruit on Friday, Lenora Sellers, a four-star quarterback. He got poached by hometown South Carolina at the last minute. Brad, break down the loss of Sellers for us. It certainly hurts, Wes. There's no doubt about it. You want to have a quarterback in each class, whether that's the early signing period or the late signing period, and I guess it's still possible Syracuse could find a a quarterback uh, in the late signing period in February, or perhaps, I'm not really counting on this in the transfer portal, but it hurts. It hurts a lot because they spent a considerable amount of time recruiting sellers. We're on him very early in the process, And I started to get worried when a couple of things happened. One, South Carolina really had a great end of the season, of course, beating Tennessee and then beating Clemson. And when your state school comes a call in, especially in the SEC, you have to listen. And when they put on a full uh, commitment to get a player that they want, it's going to be really tough for a Syracuse program to compete. So the warning signs were there as as South Carolina got better late in the season, beating Tennessee and Clemson. And then as the word was circulating, you know, once the regular season ended, uh, the bowl teams were announced. And then the weeks leading up to the early signing period, you just had to wonder, especially with the change uh, with Robert and I leaving as the offensive coordinator. And even though Jason Beck was the primary recruiter of Sellers, and moved up to the OC position, you had to wonder if that transition and change also had an influence. It's a big loss, but we'll see now what the coaching staff can do uh, to recover. So, Brad, let's move away from Lenora Sellers. Syracuse did sign 15 new high school players, five college transfers. We just had one of those college transfers on the program, Jack Stonehouse. Your thoughts on the overall class? I think overall, Wes, it's a good Syracuse class. And by that, I mean, look, let's face it. Syracuse is going to always finish in the middle of the pack or lower in ACC recruiting. That's just the way it is for the profile of the Syracuse football program. Private school in upstate New York competing against large state universities, uh, land-grant institutions, not only in the ACC, but, of course, the other Power Five conferences. Syracuse is the program where go out, identify talent early in the process, hopefully get in on players that you really like to fit specific needs uh, within the program on both sides of the ball and special teams, and then work hard to successfully recruit those players onto campus. And that's what's happened here. Now, what I think does stand out to me is 
going after a lot of linemen, both OL and DL, and that's very important. We saw the continued struggles for the offensive line uh, on occasion this past season, and then we saw injuries to the defensive front. And then the other thing that jumps out to me is the size of these recruits on the line, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". Very important to get bigger for players coming in, and then they can get stronger and better conditions within the program. So that was a very good sign to me. What jumps out, though, besides losing sellers as the one quarterback recruit is only recruiting one wide receiver among those players in the early period. I think Syracuse needs a lot more depth uh, in wide receiver. needs taller and quicker players there, uh, especially now with Jason Beck moving forward and instituting his philosophy on the offense. Uh, also good to see uh, a couple linebackers. I, I think uh, Syracuse also missed out on a couple of defensive backs. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, in your interview with Stonehouse, great to get a, a quality punter in there. Uh, the punting was very disappointing for Syracuse last season. Overall, I think it's a good Syracuse program profile recruiting class. And now it's going to be up to this coaching staff to develop these players and that's really what has been the mark of Dino Babers uh, during his regime uh, with his assistants is developing players that they find and then can make contributions in their second, third, and fourth years with the program. And Brad, we're running out of show. Your closing thoughts. As we head into 2023, Wes, a couple of thoughts as it relates to the Syracuse sports programs. I'll start with the basketball team in the midst of its Christmas break right now and uh, in the heart of ACC play coming up and really want to see continued development by this team, games 15, games 20, 25, really anxious to see how this team can improve by the uh, early part of March and if they can be on the borderline to compete for an NCAA tournament bid or at least an NIT bid. Really important for this team to be in postseason games after the ACC tournament. Likewise for the women's program. Uh, Felicia has done a great job in her first year so far and really interested to see how the women's team develops under her leadership. For the lacrosse team and Gary Gate coming off a historically poor losing season, it's going to be real interesting in year two with some of the top high school recruits coming aboard, but a very tough schedule highlighted by the final four regular season games being played away from the Dome. And then for football. Let's see what materializes in the late signing period, the first Wednesday in February during winter workouts and spring practice, and see if there's a surprise or two up uh, Dino Baber's sleeve come the late uh, transfer portal period and getting more talent into the team before practice begins for next season. Brad, I'm going to close the show with an ode to Sean Tucker. Syracuse's prize running back declared for the NFL draft last week. He opted out of the pinstripe bowl. That means Tucker finishes his Syracuse career. He's third all-time on the rushing list with 3,057 yards behind Walter Reyes and Joe Morris. He had 31 career touchdowns. He rushed for over 100 yards 17 different times in his career. Tucker is projected in the second or third round in the NFL draft. And the thing I'll probably miss most about him is the weekly tweets with how he's pleased or not pleased with his performance. Good luck to Sean in the NFL. Thanks for a great Syracuse career. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest today, Syracuse punter Jack Stonehouse, the Juice Online editor-in-chief Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I wrapped my Christmas presents early this year, but I used the wrong paper. The paper I used said happy birthday on it. I didn't want to waste it, so I just wrote Jesus on it. 
You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast. We'll see you next time.